episode of Naked Men Talking, a podcast exploring naturism and the power of getting your clothes off. I'm Gareth Johnson. On today's episode, we're joined by Matthew Fogata. Matthew is a content creator fueling our fantasies with his studio work and fan subscription channels. Matthew is someone who gets naked a lot. Matthew, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, you seem to have been on a bit of a roller coaster with your relationship with your body. And you've said that it was posting photos on Tumblr that helped you to rebuild your self-esteem. Um, no, I don't think it was a self-esteem issue. It was just that, uh, you know, I, I I think for me, the key for me being like comfortable being naked in public was I had a boyfriend um, back in, oh, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago now. Um, he was he was Italian. We met in Miami and then we eventually lived in Miami and he loved to go to Holliver Beach, which is a nude beach. And, you know, he, he grew up going to you know formentera and you know greek islands so he loved going there so he would take me there and you know i i would go there get to the towel take my swimsuit off and lay down (laughs) then if i went to the water i'd get up go to the water and then come out and lay down the towel again right and so what he did was he forced me i mean i didn't like go you consented there was consent he he made me do like a, a a walk or a parade like the perimeter of the whole beach naked just like to, so I get over it. So it's like, it's no big deal. Nobody was looking or if people were looking, nobody gave a, a two shits, you know? And it just kind of taught me that it's, it was not, not a big deal. And then it just kind of like blossomed from there where I just, you know, I like my body. Um, and so I kind of like to show it up. I'm like, I, I work hard on it. So why not show it off? If people want to look fine, if they don't want to look also fine. So anyway, so um, I was, I used to take photos of my boyfriend I was like an amateur photographer. This is back in the days when I used a film camera, and um, I ended up I ended up giving it to him when we broke up. <laughs> um, but he was he was a model too. He was he used to model for Dolce Gabbana and Armani and all that. So right? so it was fun to take photos of him. So anyway, when we broke up, I'm like, okay, who do I take photos of now? So I'm like, <laughs> I'll take photos of myself, you know, because I, I have a model to do. So I took photos of myself. And then I thought, well, I, I can post these on Tumblr, you know? So I started posting them on Tumblr and that was fun and, you know, no big deal. I wasn't getting any money out of it or anything. It was just kind of more, more or less, you know, it's like I, I, I'm making art. And so I kind of want to show it to other people. If they want to look at it, fine. If, if three people look at it, I don't care, right? Uh, then when Tumblr did their porn ban, I thought, well, now where am I going to post this stuff? <laughs> and started posting it on Twitter, and that's when people started messaging me and saying, "Hey, why don't you? Why don't you start an OnlyFans? Why don't you do studio porn?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know. That's not for me, you know, whatever." But enough people suggested it that I thought, "Okay, why not?" So originally, I just posted photos. That's all I did, and then it slowly graduated into videos and everything else, and that's how it blew up. Well, before we get into that, I'm interested in sort of going back to that naked beach experience with the Italian boyfriend. You talked about how he'd grown up being comfortable on clothing optional beaches or whatever. What do you think was driving your hesitancy? Because you were approaching that from a fairly, I'm not that comfortable with getting naked in public. What was behind that? 
I think I was living in a smaller town. So first of all, there weren't any options to walk around naked. Um, also, I mean, being brought up Catholic where you feel guilty about everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that probably was in the back of my mind. And I think, I think most recovering Catholics, there's a process of shedding that guilt. And sometimes you go the pendulum swing so far, you go the other extreme, you know? <laughs> okay. You, I can't do that. Yes, I can. I'm going to do a lot of that. <laughs> but, um, how did that feel then when he, you know, coached you into walking up and down the beach in front of everyone? How did that feel for you? Well, it just, it, I mean, it was, it was nice to show off my body because, you know, I've been in a bodybuilding, I, even though I never competed in a contest, I've been in a bodybuilding since I was like 19 and I really liked my body. I mean, I, 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 of course, like most men or most gay men anyway, you're always like, you ne your body's never good enough. But still, I thought I you know, I had some good body parts. Um, so, uh, you know, I, 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 I didn't compete on stage, but I still wanted to be able to show it off. So, you know, why not, you know? And you can show it off with a, with a tiny Speedo, I guess. But, you know, why not, why not go the whole route? <laughs> Did you have some sort of untapped, exhibitionist uh drive then that that sort of you know the the, the the world of physique modeling is it you know it's very much about showing off your body isn't it but was that something that appealed to you in an exhibitionist kind of way um i i think more of it in an artistic way because i happen to think that artistic nudes is not porn no so that you know if the body if your body's beautiful all of it's beautiful and, and I'm not saying just you have to be like a bodybuilder for your body to be beautiful. All kinds of bodies are beautiful. So why cover up certain parts? I mean, it just seems like a Puritan idea. You know, that we have to cover up certain body parts that, that make... And it, it also seems very arbitrary, you know, that, that women have to cover up their breasts, but men don't, you know. Or the nipple, or, exactly. <laughs> or, or, or some beaches in Miami, women could go topless, but they couldn't go bottomless. It just seemed arbitrary. You know, you're sexualizing people. They're not sexualizing themselves. You're sexualizing them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the whole adage that you know, you know, women or men for that matter can walk down the street wearing the most revealing, sexy clothes, and that doesn't give anyone else license to treat them like a sex object. You know, just because I'm wearing this doesn't mean you have a right to touch me or whatever. You know, so. Yeah, it's, it's it's my body. I want to show it off. You talked about the transition from Tumblr into Twitter and then, you know, being suggested, oh, why don't you take that a bit further? How did that feel, I guess, or took us through the process? Did you send photos off to studios or how did you go about then thinking, all right, I'm going to tackle this porn thing. How do I do it? Well, the studio thing came, I mean, it came not too much later i never thought about doing to stu doing studio porn but like i said people would message me on twitter and say oh you should do this you should and i'm like i don't know i, I, I don't see myself as you know uh, this studio or that studio and they said well there's just so many different kind of studios and then one day i don't remember where i saw it but i saw an ad somewhere uh and they were asking for photos they went submit four or five photos if you're interested in in, in doing a porn shoot and i thought you know, what's the harm in setting the photos up? If I get rejected or I just get ignored, 
what's the harm? I don't give a shit, right? So I sent them out, and to my surprise, I got a response back saying, oh, yeah, would you like to do a shoot in Atlanta on this week? And you know, and I'm like, whoa, this is like... <laughs> <laughs> We've booked your tickets. You're going to be staying at this hotel. It's done. <laughs> yeah. And um, I said, well, let me think about it. I asked a lot of questions. And I said, let me think about it. And I thought about it for a day. And I, you know, I'm the kind of person who believes, you know, when you die, nobody, nobody regrets the things you do. You always regret the things that you don't do. So I thought, okay, I'll do it. If it ends up, I don't like it. What's the harm? I did it and I tried it. It'll make a good story if nothing else, you know, because I, I, I like to write a lot too. So, you know, if nothing else, it'll make a good story. <laughs> so I did it. I went down there. I went to Atlanta. I shot like, Oh, three shoots over five days. Um, and my first shoot ever was, was Johnny Rapid. <laughs> no way. So, yeah. So I was like, wow, this is wow, this is kind of big time. Um, and I loved it. It was fun. Plus I got paid pretty well. And I'm like, I got paid more in a week than I would make like in a whole month. <laughs> so here, here's how naive I was. I'm like, damn, if I could do this once or twice a month, I'd be set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then, of course, you don't get called twice a month. At least I don't. But. <laughs> what did you enjoy about the experience the most? You talked about it was a fun experience and the money was good. What did it about it appeal to you, sort of? I mean, it's it, it was new. It was exciting. It was it was meeting new people. It was a, it was totally different than anything I'd ever done before. Um, you know, a lot of people fantasize about getting into TV and they want to do reality TV because it's, you're behind the, you're in front of the camera. And that's, so there's an a atmosphere of that about it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, mini Hollywood, I suppose. Yeah, we're making movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it was, again, it, it, it's, it's, if nothing else, it's, I thought this would make some good stories. And this is, you know, in terms of porn careers, you're, entering the, the world of porn in your 50s, you know, re relatively different stage to a lot of the younger guys getting into it. Do you think having that sort of life experience equipped you in a good way to sort of navigate the highs and lows of being in the porn world? Um, I suppose in some senses it does. Obviously, it's a detraction in the sense of I, I look back at like some of my photos when I was lifeguarding in my 20s and I thought, God damn, I was like so fucking hot. <laughs> he would have made I, some money. <laughs> I could have porn stars in the country at that time, you dumb shit. <laughs> you know? But but then again, you know, maybe I would have been stupid about it. So I, I I guess it's maybe I was a little more grounded that I didn't let I don't let things go to my head. I'm always I'm always of the opinion that if someone says I'm the greatest person in the world or someone says I'm the shittiest person in the world. They're both wrong. I'm probably somewhere in the middle, you know. So you're never as good as your best review and you're never as bad as your worst review. So I I, I mean, it's just it's like the Jinx Monsoon line from her first season, water off a duck's back, you know. It's like, you know, you know, I, I learned this years ago. I remember one time because I used to coach swimming and I was at a meet, coach's meeting one time and someone came up to me and said, talking about so-and-so, there's one coach who I never met in my life never had any interaction with her and they said well she hates your guts <laughs> and i thought obviously this is not a reflection on me because yeah. we've never met so it's a reflection <laughs> of her her opinion means nothing to me so so if someone hates me that's your problem it's not my problem i don't care you talked about your writing and you've got a background in in marketing and i was wondering if bringing those skills 
you know, that sort of entrepreneurial sort of side of things into the world of porn. Does that help you in terms of building your brand and marketing your content, having that sort of experience to bring with you? I don't think it helped a lot um, as far as marketing goes because I went to Syracuse for for advertising and the furthest thing from my mind was advertising porn. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Uh, you know, there were back in those days. You were still doing thirty-second TV commercials, and there was no inter- there was no internet. You know, so yeah, I don't know if it really helped me a lot there. I th- I I think I think a lot of these younger kids are better at marketing because they understand, you know, the different mediums better. Like for uh, example, I I know I should be on TikTok. I know it. <laughs> I know it can bring a lot of new faces to my brand. And I just don't know what I would do on there. I can't dance, <laughs> <laughs> so I would. Th- I you know. Th- so yeah, I, I I could be a much better marketer than I am. Has <laughs> um, the process of uh, you know filming and watching yourself having sex kind of thing has that changed your perspective of your body in any way? Do you see yourself in a different way in some sense? No, I, I mean, I don't like to watch my own porn. I'm just way too critical of it. Uh-huh. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it when I do the editing. And then once I, I make the different edit, edit versions and I make the, the trailers and I post them, I really don't want to see them again. What are you critical of? What, what's, the, what's the thing that you're critical of when you're watching it? I'll, I'll look and I'll see, like, you know, why was why, my, my rhythm didn't seem very good in that motion or in that, in that moment. Or I don't like the way my leg looks there, or I don't like the way my facial expression was. I'm just way too critical of myself. Um, so yeah, I don't. I definitely don't like to watch my own porn. <laughs> <laughs> now, in the scenes that you film, you're you're often embracing the daddy role, the daddy fantasy, exploring that that sort of age gap fantasy quite often. Have you embraced the daddy identity? Is that something you naturally feel close to? Or is that is that acting? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Because it, it seems like it's just too limiting. It's almost like I'm a character actor who has to play the villain in every movie. You've been typecast. Yeah, or I'm, or I'm the comedic actor that no director thinks can do a serious part. <laughs> and I just... The daddy thing just kind of like, I think it's silly because I don't know if the term means anything anymore. You have like 20 year olds being called daddy. <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> and the other thing that bothers me is that, you know, most of my studio work is as a daddy role because that's what they want me for. And fine, I'll do it. You know, it's exposure, it's money, it's work, it's fine, you know. But then someone will, like another content creator will hit me up about filming like a fans video. And it'll say, oh, you want to do like some some role play, daddy, son? I'm like, no, I don't. It's like, the last like, thing I want to do. <laughs> different, you know, can I just be seen as a person? <laughs> it kind of annoys me a little bit. So, <laughs> and and, and I, I, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with, with being called daddy. Like, for example, um, I try to like at least, you know, briefly answer, um, messages on instagram and twitter i don't I, I don't i don't have time to engage like long conversations but i'll at least acknowledge if someone says you know hey you know i like your movie or i like whatever blah 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 i used to say thank you or whatever like that but the one reason i will usually not respond is if they start out by saying daddy what just block <laughs> like no we're not doing I'm that <laughs> okay i'm just not i'm not eager to engage in this you know <laughs> So, 
So if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you want to c- contact me, don't start off by saying daddy. <laughs> I've had people on even Grinder or Scruff will call me daddy. And I go, that's not my name. And they go, oh, well, what, what should I call you? I go, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer slut better than <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. I'm taking notes. <laughs> but I get it. It's like, you know, the whole thing is a fantasy. So if you want to fantasize me about a daddy role, you go right ahead and do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are you at with your relationship with your body now? I mean, it must take an enormous amount of work and discipline to maintain the physique that you've got because you you look like you're in peak shape. Um, I Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with, you know, the way I look and the way I can, you know, move and everything else. Um, and I don't, but I don't consider it work because that's the most fun thing that I do all day. Ah. That's the one, that's my top priority in a day. You know, I will make, I'll make sure I'll look at the day coming up and what I have scheduled and when can I get my workout in, you know, when can I get this in? Because it's important to me. It's like, it keeps me from being a total dickhead too, because you know, I have a tendency to like have a really bad temper uh, only if I don't work out. That's my outlet, okay? If I didn't work out for like a couple weeks, which I, I've never gone that long, I would probably bite everyone's head off when I saw them <laughs> walking. Out. So, you know, it's not only physical, but it's also mental health for me, so. You're working out once a day. What does that workout look like? You know, how long are you spending in the gym for a session? It depends and it kind of, it, it kind of uh, alternates depending on what my goals are because I have different goals. Like I, um, I was just doing bodybuilding. For, like for, for a while I was doing um, triathlon. Uh-huh. I was still lifting, but I was also doing a lot of biking and running and swimming and that kind of thing. And I, and then I kind of transitioned out of that and I got more back into bodybuilding. Um, and then lately I've gotten into CrossFit and it's just, I, I find it a lot of fun. It's really challenging. It's different things. And so I always have different goals. Like for example, I have a race coming up in a couple of weeks, which is, it's it's a CrossFit type of thing, but it's it's a long endurance race, a lot of running, you know, sled pushes, sled pulls, wall balls, all that stuff. So it's just a way to challenge myself uh, and give me something to work for. Yeah, I was wondering that having to put so much energy into the logistics of filming, you know, organizing collaborators and things like that, does that influence the way that you? build real life connections and real life relationships does that make it harder to to put that time aside no no i i, I mean i'm pro i could probably work a lot more and a lot harder on the adult industry than i do um but i'm at a per- certain age in my life where you know i have enough money to do what i want to do and i've worked a lot i used to have a job where i worked six seven days a week i'd be up at 5 30 in the morning sometimes i wouldn't get home till nine o'clock at night and I, once I, I stopped doing that, I go, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to have fun and I want to have free time to do what I want to do. So, I mean, I could travel a lot more and I could film a lot more and I just, it doesn't interest me. I want to just, I want to work enough and have my free time to do what I want to do. So, you know, I could probably make a lot more money too, <laughs> but you wouldn't spend as much time in the gym. Exactly. Money has never motivated me. You know, I mean, it, maybe it should, but it just doesn't. So. And by the way, I'm also one of the things I'm never impressed by. Some people will try to impress you. I'll be impressed by like how many languages you know, or you know how many countries you've visited, or what interesting things you've done. How much money you make? 
I couldn't care less. <laughs> the least interesting thing. It makes you less interesting than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, but I don't care. It's like, <laughs> give me some of it. <laughs> then I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my final question is, if someone is interested in exploring the world of gay porn and fan subscription channels, what advice or guidance would you give them? Um, again, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm the, I'm the best person to do this, but, you know, I would say make sure it's fun. You know, it, it, any job, if, if, it's, if you don't have any fun doing it, you're not going to do it for very long. It's almost like any workout you do. People will say, well, I, I want to, I'm going to, what's the best exercise for losing weight? And what's the best exercise for getting stronger? And it's like an exercise that you like, because otherwise you'll do it for three or four or five weeks and then you'll hate it so much. You'll just find every excuse not to do it. So have fun doing it. Find, find out what you like to do, find out what, what, what you enjoy about it and, and, and do those things. You know, there's in any job, even though you're having a lot of fun, there's things you don't like to do that you have to do. But if, if that's most of the job, then do something else. <laughs> and, and by the way, I, the one thing I never do is I don't take myself too seriously. I just, you know, <laughs> I just, I, 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 it's, I'm, I'm not, I'm not changing the world. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not solving um, world peace or anything. I'm just taking my clothes off and letting people, you know, have fun and enjoy it and, you know, maybe bust a load or something. So it's like, <laughs> I'm I'm not saving world humanity, so it's not that serious. So, and and the other was I would I would also advise people. So this was advice someone gave me, is that you know people want to want to see you as a fantasy, so just don't destroy the fantasy. And I see people do this sometimes on Twitter, where you know they'll post about like you know something unrelated to their porn that you know something like a fight they had with someone or that, and I'm like. Or, or some problem they have. And I, and I get that because maybe they have no one else to talk to. They want to post it on Twitter. But it's like, you know, your followers want to see you as a fantasy. So they don't they don't want to see you as a real person, you know. So so keep your real person problems to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good advice. That brings us to the end of this episode. You can find me on Twitter at GTV London. Today's guest has been Matthew Fogata. You can find him on Twitter at Matthew Fogata. Stay naked, stay sexy, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>